At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. You should start this one. Go ahead. Go for it. Let's see if you can do what I do. I'll see if I can do what you do. Hello, everybody. I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my radio voice. Hey, everybody. How are you? This is Jim O'Hare. Oh, that's, that wasn't my radio voice. voice. No, that's not. Would this be more of my, hello, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Parks and Recollection. You were a radio host. I was a radio host. Yes. Jim O'Hare on the air in Rensselaer. When you piece at a party, it doesn't even rhyme when you really look yeah. into it. Hello, everybody. We're being silly. This is Jim O'Hare. Um, and uh, we are back with Parks and Recollection. You know me as the guy who played Jerry Gergich or Gary or Larry or Terry or even Barry. And I'm here with my best friend in all the world. Stop it. No. Stop <laughs> it. That's not true, is it? I love you. That's not true, is no, it? No, I love this man. And you are? It's Greg. Greg, let me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, I've just been great. Although I was Pierre for a while, we talked about that. But I'm Greg Levine. I'm here with Jim O'Hare, um, and we're here talking about another fun, great, awesome Parks and Recreation amazing episode. episode of Parks and Recreation. And you bringing up Pierre, which we've talked about in the past, mm. reminds me uh, to tell you that I recently had a two and a half hour lunch. With Greg Daniels. Oh. Now, for those who don't know, Greg co-created Parks and Recreation with Mike Shore. And Greg also did the American version of The Office and King of the Hill, which I have always been a huge fan of. And he's got Upload. Now, uh, prolific, I would say, yeah. is is yeah. one of the yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and we did mention the Pierre thing. I, I, I met with Greg because um, we've talked about it before. I am doing a book about my experiences. Right. Parks and Recollection. Oh, no. Parks and Recreation. See, now I'm even confusing the names. And, you know, here's the thing. When you are doing a show like Parks and Rec and it's very busy, you get your schedules. I'd never had one-on-one time with Greg Daniels Mm. other than hanging in a conference room, you know, a little, you know, back and forth about life and others. But I had two and a half hours with, with him at lunch. He is all the things we already know. He's kind and, and, supportive and everything like that. But he's also 
so smart and he has done so much and he's so self-deprecating. And I, I tell you, it, it felt like it was 10 minutes and it was two and a half hours. He gave me some great information about, he told me stories I did not know. And I'm going to keep them for the book, people. I'm going to keep them for the book. Anything you can tease us, Jim? Anything you can Here's, tease us. And this might be something you might jump in and go, I already knew this. Because a lot of people will. So, But I'm going to tease. I just assumed, I just did, that Amy Poehler was the first cast person hired for Parks and Recreation. She was not. I was surprised. So he gave me the scoop on how we were all hired. And the one mm. thing I will reveal now, yes, because what people don't know is when the show first started, Retta and I, Retta who played Donna, we were not series regulars. We were, uh, I guess you'd call them recurring guest stars. Yeah, you were guest yeah, stars, yeah. Guest stars. So when that happens, you don't know what's going to continue to happen. Are we going to, they're going to keep us on the show? Are they going to dump us? We don't know what's going to happen. Are we going to be up to series regular? We well, don't know. well, that's the dream. But that's the dream. Who, but you don't know. Who, who knows? So if you ever heard the conversations that went on between Retta and I over the first year, first of all, because we were we were immediately, Retta and I just bonded within seconds of hanging together. We were, right. If you were looking for me, you went to Retta's trailer. If you're looking for Retta, you went to my trailer. If you couldn't find us, we just clicked really yeah, fast. Yeah. And love her to this day. Um, she's, she's Retta. And we would have so many angst-filled conversations about, well, what did they say? I, have you heard anything? Have your agents said anything? Yeah, What's yeah. going on? What's going on? This went on for a year. Like, literally, anxiety-ridden. Whoa, are they going to keep us? Are we going to be gone? What's going to happen? And then I have this lunch with Greg, who tells me, what are you talking about? We always knew you guys were going to be series regulars. I go, what are yeah. you saying? Yeah. We yeah. spent a year of like, yeah, our I'll, stomachs yeah. in a knot. Right. And that version of you will live with you forever. Forever. And actually, when I look back, it gave us so much great memories together, yeah. Red and I, that I don't even really care. But it was so interesting for him to explain, like, yeah, no, we always knew. Yeah. And we didn't. We're insecure actors. We don't know what's going on. We're always, you know, every week I'd wait for the call from my agent. Are they going to bring me in next week? Are they mm. going to bring me in next week? And sometimes there wouldn't be a call. I'm like, oh, this is it. And then all of a sudden the call would come in. And then I would be in in the next week. Or I'd see that if we were on location and they were doing a table read and I wasn't in it. So, and I remember saying to Mike one day, can I just sit in on the table read? Because I just love the episodes. I love listening to the people. He's like, of course, of course. So I did. And then by the end of the week, I was in the episode. And mm -hmm. so as it turns out, I was in literally every single episode. Um, okay. But yeah. Okay. That's right, people. That's right. Uh, no, but- Hearing him say, yeah. so, so like, well, of course, what do you mean you guys yeah, were yeah. worked up? Dude, we were worked up, you know, because actors, and especially on a show like this where, because I remember the first day, the very first day, uh, Dan Gore said to, I believe it was Nick Offerman and Paul Schneider, who was playing, you know, uh, Brandano yeah. at the time. They were sitting in, in their chairs and Dan walked by and said, wow. This this is the beginning of something big. It could be the beginning mm. of something big. Mm -hmm. And I remember overhearing that and thinking, wow, how exciting. But at that point, I'm not a series regular. I'm just a guest. So that doesn't mean it's big for me. And then I also remember after they got the first pickup in the in um, season one, I was not a series regular yet. And we got the pickup for the rest of the season. And I because and every they brought us all down into like 
I guess they called the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you call it the bullpen yeah, where, yeah. where the main office was? And we would, we were all there and and they go, we have an announcement. And Mike, or, I think it was Mike, um, but Greg was, everybody was there. Greg and Morgan and everybody was there. And he said, we got the rest of the season. And everyone's like screaming and like, ah, yeah, it's so exciting. I remember going up to Greg and saying, congratulations. I'm so excited for you guys. And he looked at me and he goes, be excited for yourself too. But at the yeah. time I didn't take that as, yeah, I don't know. So, but the fact that he knew the whole time that Red and I had nothing to worry about just made me laugh so hard. Yeah. But the point being, I spent two and a half hours with him and we talked about the show and we talked about the office and we talked about, you know, he's doing a reboot of um, of King of the Hill and he's got his son. He did a, um, Greg had us all over for a premiere one night for one of the episodes and he brought us all over to his house and his son, Owen, I'm going to guess was, 12 or 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, what a lovely young man because he was so outgoing. At 12 or 13, yeah. I couldn't look you in the eye. Yeah. Like yeah. I was, I wasn't the kid who was, but he walked up. And, and now Owen is an actor and a writer. writer yeah. And he's this huge success. Yeah. And anyway, it was just great. And then, you know, I just, I couldn't help. I, I just, because when, when the, again, I'm oversharing. But when the show ended, I wrote Mike and Greg a handwritten letter to each one and send it to their homes. And because I think they needed to know, at least from me, the life-changing decision by hiring me that mm. it, it was life-changing. Uh, not just the fact that, you know, you're on a series and, you know, you get paid every week and that's lovely. But because of the success of the show, it led to many other opportunities that were already happening before the show even ended. Mm-hmm. And so I just needed them to know that. And so I kind of went off on him again, like, do you realize the yeah. difference you've made in people's lives? And because I really believe that. And to them, he's just hiring somebody, you know, but um, he's a wonderful guy. And I, I it was a, an amazing two and a half hours. He gave me so much great stuff for the book and he was so open about everything. And um I know. It was special. That's great. It was special. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. I know. He's a great guy. Yeah. I could talk about him forever. I know. I know. I know. Well, let's talk about today's episode. Yes. Let's wait. Oh, we're also doing a a podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're not just hearing moments from your life. (laughs) I could keep talking about that, though. Well, today we're talking about season four, episode 14. It's Operation Anne, written by Aisha Muharra, directed by Morgan Sackett. And it originally aired on February 2nd, 2012. I love both of those people. Mm, I love all the specifics of that date. February 2nd, 2012. Wow. And you remember because it was two days before my birthday of that year, right? Is your birthday on a different day other years? Yeah. That year was February 4th. It depends. Okay. Yeah, it depends. Also, is this at this point, and I'm asking this and we might not know offhand, was this Morgan's first time directing us? Or had he already been? Because people who don't know, Morgan Sackett was our line producer. And a line producer, in my mind, is the guy who does everything. Like, he makes, he puts out the fires all day long. And I've said it. I say it in my book. I'll say it to anyone who will listen. I think Morgan Sackett is one of the greatest line producers that has ever Mm -hmm. done the job. Mm -hmm. Just from what I've seen, I've been on a lot of different things over the years, and I think he's amazing. But then he did direct us a few times. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a great director. And a great director. I love when people would direct us who knew us because it gave it a different feel. They they knew who we were. They knew as individuals as well as who our characters were. 
And I just love that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was a big fan whenever Dean, of course, Dean Holland, because I mean, Dean was one of us from day one. He was the editor and then he was. Right. Or shows that keep bringing back the same directors. You yes. create this extended family feeling. Yes. Right? It Absolutely. totally feels right. Yeah. So I love that Morgan directed this. Well, tell us the blurb about the episode he directed. I'll give you the scoop. Leslie struggles to find Anne a Valentine's date while April provides a surprising assist. She really does. Mm-hmm. Ron helps Ben with Leslie's difficult Valentine scavenger hunt, and Chris becomes depressed over his love life. I mean, really depressed. Really depressed. Really, really dark. Really depressed. Yeah, yeah. Millicent really put him in a place. She Well, you know. You know what? She knows what Jerry's, she wants. She, she knows what she wants, and that thing is in Chris's trigger. It was not Traeger. Yeah. Uh, well, this uh, in our Nopes notes, this episode features the great Martin Starr as Kevin, and uh, a lot of people know that Martin also starred... No pun intended, I swear to you. Hello. In the beloved TV comedy, Party Down Party with our Down. very own Adam Scott. Yay, yeah, I so, love Party Down. Yeah, yeah. And I also, you know, we talked well, about as this. you know, Hawes was in there, our wonderful uh, Megan Mullally. Yeah, absolutely. Our, 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 one of our Tammies. That's right. I We talked about this before in another episode, but I do love when you get to see actors together who've done other roles and now they're doing different yes. things. And you always wonder, like, are they bringing some of those memories and those feelings to this? Are they trying, is it fun to be like, oh, it's you, but it's complete different you. And um, it's great. I love it. It's episode also marks the return of Galentine's Day. It's another Parks and Rec bit. You know, we took it, we had this bit, like, treat yourself. And uh, it took on its uh, whole other life. It lives outside of the show. People know about Valentine's Day if they've never seen an episode of Parks and Rec. Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing, It yeah. is my nieces. It's a thing. Yeah. Valentine's Day is a special day for the gals. Yeah. And just think from, from a sitcom. Yeah. It's like uh, the Festivus um, yeah. oh, from fe- Seinfeld. Festivus for the rest of us. Absolutely. Festivus for the rest of us, yeah. Yeah, it just took on its own its own life. So today's episode is Operation Anne. We're going to jump right into it with our synopsis. Go for it. Leslie hosts the annual Valentine's Day celebration with her gals, but feels bad that Anne doesn't have anyone to celebrate Valentine's Day with. She asks the Parks Department to set Anne up with someone at a Valentine's Day singles mixer that they are organizing. Chris, who is still depressed about being dumped by Millicent. So depressed. I mean, deeply in a dark. Deeply, deeply dark. He decides to DJ the mixer. You know, sure. Meanwhile, Leslie gives Ben an intricate Valentine's Day scavenger hunt, ending with the location where Ben will meet Leslie later that night. And Andy and Ron agree to help Ben with the scavenger hunt. What a setup. What a setup. Um, okay, so Valentine's Day brunch starts it. Leslie has gifts for each of her gals, uh, a needlepoint pillow featuring their face, and the headline story of the newspaper on the day they were born. <laughs> so great. She Leslie, she must have 40 hours in a day because she couldn't get done what she does in 24. She thinks of an idea and she makes it happen. Yeah. And she does it for each one of the girls at this table. Right. It's brilliant. And then, and I see you have it in your notes and I have it in mine. So Leslie does these amazing pillows for all of her gals. And her moms, the headline is Joseph Stalin dies. Yes. You know, yes. there you go. Okay, yes. that's yes. her special day. And the mom is like, what? And she's like, yeah, that's right, mom. And you replaced him. 
not in the terms of genocide, but yes. the terms of being on earth. Yes, yes. That's so, I know. That's yeah. Leslie. She makes, yeah, she makes lemonade out of lemons. She made, yeah. she sure did. She yeah, sure it's did. great. It's so good. And we talk about, you know, Leslie doing these things. She has an idea and she finds more time in the day than any of us have ever found to do things. And she, but, you know, we talked to Kate Perello, our prop master extraordinaire, who talks about, I mean, she kind of was the Leslie note for our show, right? Because we'd come up with an idea and she'd have a few days, uh, only 24 hours sometimes, yes. to make it happen. Like her job, her, her team's job Julie to make and, these pillows. Yeah. These pillows, not like we were on Etsy one day in the writer's room and be like, oh, we should do these pillows. Someone's making these pillows. Let's do them for our... No, Gay Perello, <laughs> the prop team yeah. did this. Yeah, they it's were, amazing. Yeah, her and Julie and Tom. Yes, uh, oh, yeah. what a man! Oh. Uh, the the dream department, and she did a lot of the book covers that people see. You know, oh, uh, yeah. all the binders, all the binders. All, yeah. It's all them. Yeah, yeah. It's all, I mean, they're they're writers in their own way, which I think what we've learned is they can all do your job. Anyway, moving on. Um, anyway, moving moving on. Uh-huh. Um, Uh, so leslie creates two helpful acronyms for finding an a partner ask ask attractive smart kind Mm -hmm. and we start one e educated f friendly f fun and ron said just tell us what the tell us the damn word thank god she did he she told him because the word is effervescent (laughs) educated friendly fun egalitarian robust vigorous enthusiastic sexy courteous empathetic not pigeon toed talented (laughs) and i love that on the slideshow we get leslie's ideals for the type of person to set Uh ann up with ryan gosling great obviously of course great that makes, Joe, that's a yeah. very random, of yeah. course, Ryan Gosling yeah. would be on a lot of people's list. Right. And then, then Vice President, and- now President <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Then Sam Watterson. How random is so that? So great. So great. I mean, so Leslie, great. she likes her older guys. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, I think she did just because she figures everyone likes Ryan Gosling. Yeah. But her two favorites yeah. are Joe Biden and, and Sam Watterson. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Well. I love her love. Paging for, Dr. For Freud. Biden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about it. I was surprised that Ben wasn't um, more enthusiastic about the Riddle scavenger hunt. Maybe he's yeah, frustrated he, by the difficulty of it. It kind of seems up to his, like, he's this, like, nerdy problem-solving alley of his. It's interesting. He I, Maybe he's just so flummoxed because he wants to finish it. He wants to get it done because it's something Leslie did for him. Right. But then again, it sets up a great world where Ron is going to eagerly jump in because he secretly loves it. Secretly. Yeah, secret. But not so secret. No, but he does a yeah. good job of trying to keep a secret from Ben throughout. But I agree. You would think Ben would be all over this. Yeah. The text. Yeah. Like, why, first of all, the cryptic, where does where does Leslie get this stuff? I mean, that in itself is amazing. You know, every time probably Ben thinks he's going to do something great for Leslie, Leslie's going to do something 10 times more extreme, 10 times more in-depth right. than he would do for her. And it's okay. Each gets to love and do things in their own way. Yeah. But um, maybe that that's feeding it a little bit. But yeah. yeah anyway, and even just, in this episode, he gets her a Valentine's uh, thing. Yeah. And she's like, oh, we said we weren't going to do this for each other. Of course. Yeah, but look yeah, what she's yeah, done. But I did do this yeah, thing. And it's very intense. And here's this thing. And it's only the Imagine beginning. the pressure of having someone in your life who was such a great gift giver that you could never compete. Yeah. That would be tough. Yeah. I, I, I've i been told I'm pretty good. Really? Yeah. And I'll check one day I'll decide to give box. you something. I haven't seen anything. I've been anyway. told I'm pretty good. Oh, interesting. I, 
well, let's move on then. Let's move on. Uh, no, but I, I, no one gives like Leslie to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Even, it's really wonderful. Even we've talked about it before with Jerry with his socks. It meant the world to him. Yeah. Socks. Just does. She knows how to do she it. She gets me. She gets me. Yeah. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have so much going on in our lives every single day. So what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? You know, would you run? Would you take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. The question is, time for what? So if time was unlimited, how would you use it? Now, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you. Make it a priority. We have to take care of ourselves. Now, therapy can help you find what matters to you. So you can do more of it. You know, Jim, if I had an extra hour every day, I'd want to read more. I'd want to spend more time just thinking and having time to process my life. And so if you're thinking of starting therapy, you got to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule, which I think is the best part. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge so you find the person who's right for you. Seriously, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com parks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash parks. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. Okay, so I'm going to go on a rant here, you guys, because I loved it. I loved it. You know I came in here the day after I had it and said to you guys how crazy I was for Factor. I truly am. On top of being super easy, it's super delicious. That's right, Jim. It's so easy to fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. You can discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there are 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. And I got to say, as a parent of two little kids where time is barely mine, it is so nice to be able to pop these into the microwave and have these fresh, delicious meals whenever I need them all the time. We are fans. So please head to factormeals.com slash parksandrecs50. That's parksandrecs50. And use code parksandrecs50 to get 50% off. That's code parksandrecs50 at factormeals.com slash parksandrecs50 to get 50% off. And it's worth it. Okay, synopsis. Though seemingly reluctant at first, Ron turns out to be very eager and adept at the scavenger hunt. Uh, And the scavenger hunt takes Ben, Ron, and Andy to JJ's Diner and then the Homferman Snow Globe Museum. Tom steps up to help Anne find her perfect match at the singles mixer, making Anne feel much better. When Jerry shows up with a potential male companion for Anne, because he put an ad out, right? Male-seeking male. male. (laughs) Male-seeking male. What I love about that is sure that's that's great that's funny yeah what i love is after it's pointed out the way you play jerry at this one like almost like 
oh, what have I signed up for this night? Like, but I brought this guy <laughs> and Jerry's a good guy. No matter he gets the shit, but he's a good guy. And so I'm watching this. I'm prepping for the episodes. I do my prep. All right. I know Jim says I don't, but I do the prep. And I'm <laughs> I watching disagree. This. I think you do a lot of prep. <laughs> but I'm watching this and I'm thinking, oh my God. So I think the way you played this, which is kind of like, well, you know, now I feel bad, but I got to hang out with this guy all night because I brought him to a Valentine's mixer. That's totally how Jerry would look at it. Right. Even though Leslie's like, get your gigolo out of here. Right. Get him out. Right. No, no, no. I couldn't do that. <laughs> but also, what is this? The, the guy, what's he thinking? Like, uh, what is, I mean, yeah. what what's he think? I know. And we don't really dip into that story the rest of the episode. No, but no, like, there's no talk of it. But I would imagine this guy, did he think there was money involved or was I just like, no, I think you know, just like, he's into the daddy type of, yeah, of guy yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. But he seemed happy to be there with Jerry. Yeah. Like, he, was, Couldn't wait to go Here we are. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I'll, be, I'll see you inside. God, it was so funny. Yeah. That was so funny to shoot because uh, Amy and uh, I mean, we were all laughing so hard because it was such a such a ridiculous moment. Yeah. We couldn't get through it. Yeah, that yeah. one was a lot of takes, a yeah. lot of takes because yeah. we just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Oh my God. I also imagine that was probably the way it was when uh, we had the scene when Oren's there as a potential shooter, a suitor, right? Oren, what a sweet kid. Uh, yeah. uh, the best, the best. And Amy or Leslie, confuse the names, Leslie's dislike for him is just yeah. so harsh. It's so harsh. There's that. There's a joke we get to later. I'll, I'll jump ahead when Oren's clearly under the table. Yes. Right. And his hands are there and I see you and he slowly brings his. And it's so funny. He's so creepy. He's so creepy. And I'm as long as you jump, I'm gonna jump too. And when Leslie says to April, You brought Orin? And it's not some weird remorse. It's one of those days, Jim. What is the word? It's one of those days. Remorse. What do you I don't know what you're Remorse, mummy? I'm that's a quote. Ben? Remorse? Is remorse a word? <laughs> Please, can I say something? Honestly, this is not a bit. Please keep all this in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Okay, April. Leslie says to April, "You brought Orin. Anne is not some weird remote mummy. Morose. Morose. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> That's oh, the word. Oh my. Oh, son of a gun. That is the word. So Anne is not some weird morose mummy." And then she looks right at Orin and she goes, offense intended, Orin. Offense intended. Let this be a wake-up call about yes. how you present yourself to the world. Just harsh and actually, Leslie also trying to help him. You yes. need to present yourself better yeah. to the world. This yeah. is not a good look. Yeah, no, yeah. Love it. Um, morose. That morose. is so funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, then let me talk about a moment I laughed so Hard at home watching this. I totally forgot about it. Upon realizing that Jerry and Millicent share 50% of their DNA, Chris gives this amazing look of longing to Jerry. I cracked up. It. I cracked up so hard. <laughs> Rob's look of longing when he has that thought. Jim, your reaction of terror, the red background behind Chris, the music, it was like I was watching like Suspiria or some art house horror film. <laughs> it, 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 yes, it's a kind of joke that you don't do stuff like that too often. But I'm like, what are both of them thinking? <laughs> I love it. Do you remember this moment? I do you totally remember, remember this? the moment. Yes, yes, yes. Rob is on stage um, and he's 
just looking at me like, ooh, I don't know. It was just creepy as hell. And Jerry does not know what's happening. He he doesn't even hear the conversation they've right. just had. He just knows something creepy is happening. Because Rob has given him a look, and Rob nailed that look. It's so good. It's I. I'm sorry. I could spend an hour talking about this <laughs> because it's both like Chris is realizing this, and he's he's so sad about Millicent, but he's almost like, well, Jerry is fifty percent. Like, should I be with Jerry? Should I be with Jerry? It's one of the thoughts he's having. <laughs> the other thought I think was kind of just like, how could that have happened? How could Jerry create 50% of Millicent? No offense, Jim. No, none taken. This has been the question been the, for throughout all, this right. whole series. Yes. Right. Or is it a fluke of science where perhaps Millicent is maybe 1% Jerry and 99% Gail, you know, Christy Brinkley? We don't yes. know. But there's just a lot of subtext in a really silly moment in this. I, I love it. It's I love a great it. moment. I, I love it. I agree I love with it. you. It's a great moment. Um, let's move on. Yep. Synopsis. Leslie synopsis. What the fuck? And, and literally, just to jump up on the, on the on the back end of that, Tom looks at it looks at Chris and literally says, "Stop staring at Jerry." Yeah, like, that. Yeah, like yeah. Tom has seen something weird yeah, is going stop down. Staring at stop Jerry. staring at Jerry like yeah. That. And I we can move on, but Jim, I just the way you you played it is so funny. The sheer terror. It's also like that's your boss who's and you're like, what the hell what is, is happening? It is yeah. so. Good. Well, I think we can all agree. Am I'm going to watch fa- it again. Am I your favorite actor? Am I? Do you, would you say I'm the most talented actor you've ever met? In our synopsis. <laughs> son of a bitch. Leslie gives Chris a pep talk, <laughs> pointing out that he was the one who broke up with Anne. Chris soon begins to play more upbeat music, and Leslie spots Anne doing her makeup in the car, mm-hmm. even though she, knows, she said, I'm just going to go home, and begins to suspect that Anne and Chris are secretly back together. Ben, Ron, and Andy fail to solve the last riddle, but Ron correctly guesses the final meeting spot uh, is Little Sebastian's memorial site. God bless Little Sebastian. Yeah, gone too soon. Gone too soon. Yeah, 5,000 candles in the wind, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Chris has this upbeat song. He plays It's Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Okay, there's nothing that makes me happier watching Parks, and it doesn't happen all that often. But a giddy Ron Swanson. Yeah. There is just something it does to your heart and to your soul that I just, I could watch those moments over and over. And we don't see a whole lot of them. Right. But the moments when he, he, yeah. it, 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 any any reference to little Sebastian with, with Ron, um, even, you know, there's moments after he's, we think, you know, he's wearing his red shirt. So maybe he had a special night the night before or something like that. Whenever Ron is giddy and happy, it just makes me very yeah, happy. Yeah, and it makes me think of that time when Leslie first brings in little Sebastian. To yes. the, and he does this like hand clap. He's like, well, well done, Leslie, right? <laughs> well done. I mean, well done, Leslie. Well done. Well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like he's really into it's it. It's that same place. It's like it's a pure, like the Ron Swanson, like sh- the, the armor he's built. Yes. It's stripped away for a second, and it's the pure boy, the pure kid that lives inside each of us, right? It's like, well done, Leslie. And in this, and in this, it's like, I love riddles. I love them. And he, again, the two or three different times in this episode, we see the giddiness. Yeah. And yeah. it just, it just, but he hides it. He hides it, but he, he, well, he's not good at he's not hiding good, it sometimes. Right. No, yeah. but he, yeah. Yeah. Love the, any, anytime, anytime he's giddy. 
Um, a great little thing that there are maybe eight people putting down candles at the little Sebastian Memorial the night of Valentine's Day. I mean, the town really loved the town that loves that horse. little horse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, have I told my little Sebastian story? We'll find yet? out. Oh, okay, people. If you're sure. driving, pull over. This is. And if you're not, if drive you're somewhere. Not, go somewhere and then pull over. Yeah. Um. So after parks, um. I recurred on a series called Bless This Mess. Who was it? Uh, Lake Bell, uh, Dak Shepard. Uh, uh, anyway, fun, super fun show. So I'm there one day and we had, I, I played a farmer who was um, the town vet also. Mm, mm-hmm. So we had animals on set. So this, the one day there and it was cows or something. And I see this girl and she looked familiar and she goes, hi, Jim. And I go, hi. And I couldn't really replace it. And she goes, I used to handle a uh, little Sebastian. I go, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like, oh my God, how's he doing? And there was a pause. And then she just had a sad face. I go, oh no. She goes, yeah, he died. I go, what? Mm. But she said he had a very long life for a little horse and that he had a showbiz life, so he had a really wonderful life. That made me feel better. But this is my first time saying this out loud. I've never told the cast because I think Do it's sad. you think sad. they still think he's alive? No, they might. They might. I did. I did, and I he think had they a, might. Something about you saying he had a really long life for a little horse. <laughs> so pure, you know? But it, that's what she told me. That's what yeah. she said. Yeah, it's like if it's like if like a, a parent has to explain death like a pet, <laughs> to a pet of a, of a pet to a kid. Like, you know what though? We loved him, and he had a really long life for a little horse. For a little horse. Yeah. Lil, lil, lil horse. Lil, not lil. little, little, lil. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. It, it kind of broke my heart. I yeah. will say it made me feel bad. But yes, this town. We would loves- have a moment of silence for Little Sebastian right now if it wouldn't make most people think that the episode has ended. Yes. Right. Which then, could be for the best also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, the town loved their little Sebastian. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. Um, we need to move on. There's more story, but I have to call out. We have Harris Whittles back as Harris. Harris. Oh, my God. It was so good to see his face, his, hear his voice. So funny. I love the outfit that Wardrobe put him in. And the, I just, uh, God, every time he's on the show, it's incredible. Yeah. I just love that he's in it. It's so great. Um, but okay. was he being presented as the guy from uh, the Animal Control? Yeah, it is. It's not. He's not playing a different he's character. Not, so it's, yeah, it's still yeah, the it's, same it's guy from Harris. Animal Control. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, but, it makes sense. We've talked about the fact who shows up at a Valentine's Day dance. Perhaps right. it's other government workers. Yeah, no, no, it makes perfect sense. I don't know. If it makes perfect sense. Oh, it does. Put him, okay, I'm so glad. Yeah, no, it does. So glad. All right, synopsis. Feeling betrayed by Chris's supposed hypocrisy in dating a subordinate, Leslie and Ben decide to confront Chris and Anne on their date. And I just want to pause and say, I love how Ben is as eager to do it as Leslie is like, we have to go confront him. Oh, yeah. Uh, They soon discover that Anne is actually going on a date with a different coworker, Tom. Mm. April reveals that she suggested the idea to Anne, an act of kindness that touches Leslie. Ron sheepishly asked Leslie to create a scavenger hunt for his birthday. And that's how we end our episode. Wow. So much went on there. You had uh, a guttural reaction when I mentioned Tom. I, yeah. Break it break it open for us. Talk about it. Because we're going to talk about it. Okay. I think I might have mentioned this in previous episodes. <laughs> and These are characters in a TV show. But there's something about the thought of Anne 
and Tom that just, I don't know. The pilot starts with with Tom married and actively yeah. hitting on Anne, who's <laughs> there with her boyfriend. He's constantly flirting with her. And here we are, and it's, you know, middle of season four, and they're going to date. But it's so weird, my reaction. It really is weird because I love the Tom character. He's the bravado, the bullshit bravado, but ultimately he's a good guy. And I love that he ends up with, um, you know, Natalie. uh, Morales and Lucy. Lucy. That just warms my heart. So I want Tom to be happy. I want him to be in a relationship. There was just something about it being Anne. Mm. I don't know. It, uh, like yeah. if it was Donna, I would have been the same. Like what? Yeah, yeah. Like too close. So I was thinking about this. Um, one of my favorite shows of all time is Friday Night Lights. I've seen it many times. It's an incredible television series. Perhaps the best couple the shows uh, TV's ever had. In in Coach and Tammy. Anyway, it's it's much loved by people who see it. People, you watch it. You've never seen it. You love it. And there's a season that is slightly less loved and is more, there's a, there's, you know, a split amongst people if they like it or not. And there's there's a specific storyline in it that gets a lot of guff from people. And I don't want to talk about it for those who haven't seen it yet or whatever, but there's, Maybe I should because I'm alluding it's to it so much. It's been out a long time. It's out a lot I enough. Think and for no those spoilers. who don't want to spoil it for this, I guess I'm saying, I don't know, give us a minute, everyone. <laughs> <Skip there. laughs> or tell, I don't know if that's, that's a bad idea. Don't skip any of our genius. But um, uh, there's a thing with 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 Landry and Tyra and a murder, and um, and it just jumps out at you as like I don't think it's what these characters who have come to love would. I don't think it's a storyline that this and tonally and it matches this show. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm watching this episode in prep and here we are about to hit a little arc of Tom and, and Anna. We've talked about they don't wind up together. We know who he winds up with and that's great. So it's not going to last forever. And I'm watching like, you know, I don't think about this storyline that often with the show. Just like when I think of Friday Night Lights, I don't think of the Landry and Tyra storyline. You kind of block it out. Because it's overwhelmed by this other stuff, but it is a thing that we did. It is a storyline. Um, and I think a lot of fun comedy comes out of it. I think it's fun to see Rashida's uh, comedy and storylines with it and the way that she still teases Tom. That we'll get. We're going to talk about it for the next few episodes. Right. But it isn't. It is one of those things that people do have a gut reaction, like you're having. I had a gut reaction to it. Yeah. And what's when in this episode, April's point being the reason she tries to put them together, she says to Anne, all night, all this has been going on. Who made you laugh? Because Anne says, I just want a nice guy who makes me laugh. Right. The only guy who made her laugh that whole night was Tom. Yeah. I do see it. I can it's see built, them. I can it's, see how it's it happened. It's built very well, right? It's really built out. It, yes. it, I do think it's earned. I do think it's earned. But it is one of those things. And I think writing it, everyone in the room also knew that, you know, it's like, oh, this could be interesting. This could make people feel a certain way. But that's the fun of storytelling, especially on a network show where you go 22 a year generally mm-hmm. and you have a lot of story to do and you have to service all your regulars all the time that you're sometimes going to do a storyline that may bump. But when you guys in the room, when you're talking about putting 
Anne and Tom together. Is there anyone having the reaction that I have? Like, ooh, I don't know. Well, I yes, but there are people who are going to say, and that's maybe exactly why we should do it. Because oh, if you're, that's if you're only yeah. doing the obvious. Yeah, no, that's true. That's good. Right? I if like you're that. only doing the obvious with story. Like, to me, I've had this thought about writing and storytelling, which is that um, the best stuff is when you're watching something and it, it takes a twist and it, it, there's a turn. And at first you're like, wait, that shouldn't work. But then you keep watching it. Like, not only does it work, it works really well. It was a great journey and it shouldn't have gone any other way. My first reaction was, how the hell are we going to get out of this? And then I'm like, actually, that was great storytelling because that tells you you're doing something original, something new. You're not just doing your version of the same tried and true thing. And so I think there is something to be said for here's a story and a storyline that isn't just that, that, that does push you, that does bump against. Oh, it bumped. Yeah. Right. I like it. it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I never even thought about it. It got me thinking. It got me, gave me the cringe. And I also, there was so much comedy that came from it. So much great comedy that came from it. Right. And so I I wanted to set in that stage because you had that reaction. People I know, I've, I've, I've talked to fans of the show. I've read people's opinions of it. I remember reading the reviews of this episode when it came out and, all this stuff. And so that being said, let's set the stage for the next few episodes yeah. talking about it uh, with this world of let's see the fun that came from it too. So much fun came yeah. from it. Yeah. I just love that I'm not the only one who had that reaction. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I really, ooh. All right, Jim. Uh, this episode has so many great little moments. I know you have a lot of crap sometimes that we don't get to. <laughs> Can you give us some of that crap? I got some craps. Um, a couple of just... One of my favorite moments because it's my gross sense of humor. Uh, I love in the episode when uh, we're in the conference room and Leslie's trying to get a date for Anne. She's asking all of us. And Tom, because he's a little bit of a perv, goes, does anyone know if she has any Indian in her? Leslie immediately goes, no, 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 no. Nobody say anything. Nobody say anything. He says something again along those lines. Nobody say anything. And Jerry sweetly goes, I don't think she does. And Tom, boom. Which he likes them. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Such as, yeah. Just, oh my God. I love silly stuff. Yeah. Like it's a long walk for that little moment. It but, is a long walk. And but you I know love what? It. Now we know at first you think, oh, here it's another Tom moment, but it's actually setting up what we're going to let her right? So it's all purposeful. It's all purposeful. Uh, I love when um, they bring the cryptex to Ron. He's going to figure it out because he just takes a hammer and crushes it. Mm. And he does it. And I also love when Ron goes into the gay bar to get a clue. He has no, I mean, Ron is so, he, he doesn't care that it's a gay bar. I don't think he has any, there's no problem with anybody. But these men are ogling him and he has no idea. Because in their mind, here comes this mustached daddy dude mm. who they're, anyway. I, I just, actually think he does know. I, I actually, love it. I actually think he gets it. And he's just like, hey, what's going on, guys? I hope that's the case. I yeah. just think he's, you know. Ron is Ron. And I don't, I mean, he's got his opinions about politics and everything, but I think he's a very inclusive human being who will just let people live their lives. He's a libertarian. It's like, you should yeah. do what you want to do. You do what you do. Yeah. I love that about him. Um, I also love when, when uh, Leslie sees that it's Tom, the scream that she does outside of the restaurant. When yeah. she sees that it's just a great moment. Just yeah. a great moment. Yeah. And then uh, I just, that whole that whole moment of realizing what was happening, that it was time because Leslie had the same reaction that Jim O'Hare had. Yeah. As 
And you know what's great is April's there. And April's like, you know, she's pointing out the truth to Leslie, which is like, you know, that I suggested it. And this is why I suggested it. And, it, you know, it's interesting. Two episodes ago, I remember we were talking about in campaign ad, Aubrey and April has that moment where she shits on Anne about, you know, yes. her relationships. And, and, and here she is two episodes later showing that she's got a soft side. She still cares about people, even though she pretends like she doesn't, even Anne. Yes, and even, even her husband's walking. ex, and she suggests somebody to him, and it's Tom. And I think, I mean, for the game of the episode, she's right to suggest Tom of all the people who should I know, be I know. set up in this episode that is about getting Anna date. Tom is the right person for it. Of the people we've met, of all the suitors, Tom is the right one. Now, yeah. he may not be the right person for her long term. So our, uh, April's right in that. And I love when April's walking away and uh, Leslie's like, you're a good person. You're good. Like, she's just, yeah, 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 yeah. you are a good person. Also, a bit that I it has to be stated again because it's it's Ron and Nick Offerman playing Ron. Uh, when Leslie's well, at the top of the episode, you hear Ron go, thank you all for being here. Let's get started. And we're all like, wow. And Leslie literally says, wow, great attitude, Ron. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I was talking to these ribs. And then he just, so funny. Goes right into the yes. big slab of ribs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's uh, just a pure sight gag. Pure sight gag that is brilliant and funny and character driven. That is totally, he doesn't give a shit about this meeting. This is, he could care less. Yeah. He's sitting down to this plate of ribs and he's happy they're there. I know. It's great. It's great. So good. That's my crap that oh, we didn't I talk love your about. Crap. Well, let's flush the toilet once again on Jim's <laughs> crap. Um, episode MVP for you, sir. Wow, I didn't think about MVP. So I'm going to say, um, uh, you know what? I don't, I, I think I'm going to give it to Anne. I think Anne went through a lot this episode. Yeah, she did. I think she did. And also, Rob went through a lot, yeah. meaning Chris Traeger. I might split the MVP. Mm, I think mm. I'm going to split the MVP with Chris yeah. and uh, with Anne. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say my episode MVP moment we've talked about is the is the Chris Jerry look interaction. Yeah, that was creepy as hell. To me, the funniest thing in the episode, and I love so many things about so many of these episodes, I love this. Uh, but yeah, it's Anne, and especially because Anne doesn't often get these moments. Right. Right? She has a very specific role in the show, and she's and Rashida's awesome at it. Perfect. Um, but this is Operation Anne. It's built around her story. We don't often get storylines for Anne that are... Um, also these this big of a comedy game. And so uh, Rashida, who's so great, I think, at being like Leslie's number one or, you know, the this this person that 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 April pokes at or whatever. This is Anne's episode. She sells it. She's great at it. Great. You're rooting for her. You're rooting for her to be with somebody. And that's why I do think uh, as much as it may bump some, she and Tom, it's going to be a fun little journey. Oh, it's a fun journey. And because of how good Anne is and good Rashida is. It just makes me cringe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. Well, listeners, let us know if you cringe and who your MVP is by tweeting at Team Coco Podcast or by using the hashtag, hashtag Parks and Recollection. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots. 
trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Do you want to go to the town hall? I think you do. Jim, we're going to do a town hall. Town hall. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, and we maybe should set it at this kind of sad, kind of necessary Valentine's Day dance. Mm-hmm. Um, this one comes from Jenny from Cincinnati, who asks, you guys have discussed Parks and Rec's recurring theme of parties, gifts, and jobs. Jenny, it's gifts, parties, and jobs, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, Jenny. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Any advice she asks on a birthday present for a boyfriend who hates gifts? Wow. I also, I'm not comfortable getting gifts. Getting gifts? Getting gifts. Love giving gifts. I am not comfortable getting gifts. So That's I know. That's really helpful because I have never given you one. Right. And I just assumed very it's because you knew. G- very kindly, Jim sent a gift basket when we had our kid and I, th- I thank you for it. I thanked you then. I thank you again, sir. Oh, you're very welcome. No, I am. I'm sure in therapy, uh, they could spend day, weeks and months and years on it. I'm just not comfortable with that. Of getting gifts. I'm just not. Mm. I know people think, oh, you love being in the... No, 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 no. I don't like to be in but that limelight. But you say you like to give gifts. Love, love, so love. So Jenny from Cincinnati is asking for advice uh, for a birthday present for her boyfriend who, who hates gifts. You do hate getting gifts. Yeah but you do love giving them. So you perhaps might be the best person for this question. And that's coming from someone who very humbly, but famously said today, he's quite me, great at giving gifts. Wow. (laughs) What would pierce through this for you? You know what? For me, it's simple. A meal out, Mm. a show. I don't like the presentation of opening and being looked at and that whole, I'm just very uncomfortable with it. Uh, But hey, listen, we're going to go to dinner for your birthday or we're going to, I got these tickets. I I just don't want a big presentation of it. Um, Yeah. uh, It's just this feeling of performing, perhaps. I I guess. You don't want to let anyone down. Like, am I giving the right reaction? Because you're always grateful to get a gift. There are some people who give gifts, I think, and they do it because they want to be thanked for it. Absolutely. Right? Yes. There are those people, we all know some of them, give a gift because ultimately it's more about them getting the thank you. Thank you so much for this thing. And that's why they want to, yeah. But that's, uh, I'm gonna say, but I don't think that's who our Jenny is. I'm very comfortable saying, hey, we're going to go grab, grab dinner uh, for your birthday. Mm. Super sweet. Love that. But I don't want to open gifts at the table. Uh, mm. I don't even, and I know this normally happens. I don't even want that little cake that the restaurant comes over and <laughs> I don't even want right. any of that. Uh, I'm People, my, my world knows no surprise parties. Mm. I don't want any of that. It's just not my, uh, yeah. and I have people, I have friends who, they call it my birthday month. I'm like a. Oh sure, 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 month. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. what's that going to cost me? Yeah, you know. It's not, well, it's called a birthday. If it's called a birthday, it's yeah. built in. No, but some people they really love it, and God bless. That's their deal. Yeah. But for me, I'm like her boyfriend. Um, I'm not comfortable getting gifts. So I think a dinner out 
or just, hey, listen, tomorrow we're going to see whatever show or whatever band he loves or whatever. And that shows thought. It was time. We, totally I thought. know the person. That's great. I lo- I'm with you, by the way, about the candle and the cake at the restaurant. I once I went, uh, my wife took me out for dinner for my birthday and uh, they brought over a little dessert because it. she told them it was my birthday and the waiter drops it off. There's no candle. It's just very calm. I said, happy birthday from us. And I just loved it because not anyone else knew that it was, right. it was They yeah. acknowledged this little moment. This is this day where we, you know, yep. we celebrate the year around the sun and it's really lovely. Um, so I think that's great. I think for me, because you're, you're kind of stepping on what I like about um, giving gifts is giving something that shows that I, I get a piece of you. I understand a piece of you, friend, yeah. family member, loved one, whomever, or teacher or whatever. I get what you might want as a gift and I've thought about it beyond just like a robe or tie or yeah. something. Maybe people love that. And if that's the case, that's the perfect gift for them. Um, so you're putting, you're really thinking about it before you just, you're not just doing a, a quick run to the store and grab something. Yeah. Or like, I like, like, um, you know, my wife's birthday is in March. There's Valentine's Day in February before it. And there's Christmas, Hanukkah. To like a month and a half before that. So I have like three months in which like gifts are given. And so I've started like to theme them, meaning like I'll give like a more like useful type gift for one for every like Christmas time, more like romantic, slightly geared towards jewelry or something for Valentine's Day and for her birthday, a little more fun and different and experiential. And that may, I don't have to worry about perhaps like, what am I, what's this one going to be? It helps anything that can get you on your path, Jenny. Okay. I think there Jim's are women listening advice. to this thinking, this my husband gets me a damn vacuum cleaner. I want, I want Greg. I want Greg. <laughs> like that is a lot of, that's wonderful. Yeah, but I'm taken. Uh, you weren't taken, but that's wonderful. I mean, that is amazing that you put that much thought into it. It really is. I mean, let's face it, guys are known to not even know the dates of birthdays and anniversaries and all that stuff. So the fact that you not only know it, but you seem to really go all out. I can't stop wait it, for Jim. my birthday. Stop it, stop it. Actually, my half birthday is coming up soon. If you want to do a I'll little something. I'll give half something. your gift then. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to give that. I don't like Well, gifts. Jenny, good luck. I know you're going to nail it. And uh, all of you listening at home, if you have uh, questions for us for our town hall, leave us uh, uh, a comment in your reviews. Let us know. You can tweet at us. You can hashtag us. Let us know. We would love to hear from you. Um, and thank you all for listening. And Jim, thank you for being here with me. Well, thank you for allowing me to be here. That's what I appreciate Thank you. I know. You know what it is? It's a gift. Yeah. And I don't like gifts. I know. So now where are we at? But you like giving them. You told me. (laughs) I do. Uh, So text this episode to your group chat. Give us five-star reviews. Give us. If you hate us, just give five stars. Thank you. You'll show us. It'll be a gift for us, honestly. (laughs) Um, Thanks, as always, to uh, our amazing Joe and Sean, who keep everything going. They're lovely they're being sheepish right now so they don't even like to be called out and this is a <laughs> podcast where you don't see them Jim goodbye from Pawnee goodbye from Pawnee see you soon this has been a Team Coco production at Amica Insurance we know it's more than just a car or a house It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, 
we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.